You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. I'm thinking of, I, can't, I think it's a Dennis Miller had a joke right after Napster when, uh, uh, it was a Steely Dan one album of the year and he made a joke that their album sales jumped only because all their fans were too old to know how to download it for free. And it was like 10 years after Napster before or longer before it really felt like the record business figured out digital in, in any way, shape or form. It was, it was a long slog. And so I'm curious as to whether <laughs> In, you know, as technology makes things faster, is it possible that the industry can uh, figure out whatever is the, you know, to draw the parallel with coronavirus to live? Will it take that long for the music business to figure out what that solution is for revenue to replace the live circuit? All of Ash's programmers are sitting at home with nothing better to do than continue to hammer away at his site. So I guess... Oh, uh, boy. I guess we're gonna be all right. I'm, I'm almost thinking that maybe a record label started this thing. What the heck? Um, yeah, so actually we have a lot of our, our team is in, in the US, but we do have um, some of our programmers are in Belarus and it's pretty wild what the president of Belarus recently said about the virus. It's pretty incredible when you look at what's going on country to country. Um, obviously some countries are treating it the same. The Belarus president I read, and maybe he's changed it in the past couple of weeks, he was like, we don't need to do anything. It's better to, and I don't agree with what this disclaimer, okay? So I do not agree with what the Belarus president said. He goes, it's better to, to die on your feet than live on your knees, and all we need is, is saunas and vodka, and we're not stopping for nothing. Wow. And then you look at what's going on in Venezuela. We got a $15 million bounty on the president of a civilized country. By us, drug trafficking. That's insane, dude. Like, wow. So it, it, it's crazy what, what's going on around the world. But yes, we're, we're, we have a team that uh, is working diligently and, and hopefully we're going to be able to, to unveil, um, unveil it uh, this year. Um, and, and one interesting thing that came up with all the people involved, it was like, like, oh, we should scramble and just launch the beta and, and go because, you know, live streaming, live streaming. I go, guys, we're not changing the strategy of how we roll this out because of COVID-19. The coronavirus is here to remind us our mission and why it's so important. The, the disaster we're facing um, from a business standpoint 
is, is the ultimate vindication for what we've been saying for the past few years as I tried to go and, and raise money uh, to do this because I've never done a full-on tech venture and it's in a very expensive business. Um, and, you know, one of the best ways to blow all your money is doing a startup. So I have to be incredibly calculated and careful um, to not make a big mistake. But a lot of them thought we should just scramble to go. I go, no, no, no. This is just a reminder and a vindicator. This is not a, a strategy changer to, to rush. I go, Twitch exists. There's other things. You know, there's Instagram Live. There's YouTube Live. There's other places they can do that. Live streaming is just one small component of the overall mission that we're doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a high level of, of panic and urgency from all angles of trying to figure out what to do. I saw, excuse me, I saw Triller just announced like, like the, like this massive online music festival with like huge rappers and a bunch of pop stars. And, you know, that'll be interesting to see how many people uh, tune in. But, but again, it's like the solution isn't just like, Oh, now we can live stream. You know, I, I actually believe um, there is a, a delusional level with, how people think there's this insane appetite for um, live music on the internet uh, pre-COVID-19. You know, I've sat with, some, again, some other companies that are already going, some companies that are publicly traded that are in the live music video business. And I don't think there is that big of a demand for that. And maybe COVID changes that to a degree. But the challenge is, you know, this one company was like, oh, well, we're like the ESPN of live music. And they were very bullish. I go, I'm sorry, but that model's not real. And they go, what are you talking about? They're like, Beyonce at Coachella streamed millions and millions. And it was just huge. I go, yeah, that was an incredible performance. And it is one of the biggest artists in the world at the biggest festival in the world. I was like, there's also a level of anomaly in general. I go, right now, a teenage girl that grew up homeschooled by her progressive parents in LA. It's the hottest act in the world. Do you know how many other parents have a teenager who they think should be the biggest act in the world? It's the exception to the rule. Live music, going to the event is amazing. Listening to a recording the way the artist intended it in a studio is amazing. Live streaming a concert, well, yes, it's cool. It's not this game-changing scenario because the audio recording is not as good as the studio version, and the experience isn't as great as actually being there. So they go, yeah, but it's the ESPN of live music. You don't get it, Ash. I go, no, 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 no. You don't get it. Because here's the difference between watching sports on ESPN. Every game, even if it's the same two teams playing against each other, every game's different. I love Guns N' Roses. They play hundreds of shows. How different is each set list? Yeah, they switch out songs here and there. They ain't switching out 30 songs. It's not a completely different show day to day. You know, an artist set at Download Festival versus their set at Sonic Temple, yeah, there'll be changes, but it ain't going to be changes that you see in sports games. Well, so, if they're not going on tour, they've got all the time in the world to figure out all those songs and readjust their, uh, <laughs> their set list. Well, one of the so, things... I'm sorry, Mike, what I was going to say is just that Asher brought up this, this great point about the idea that live streaming is not 
the be all end all. Now I'm spending a lot of time because I always have worked from home. Uh, I always will, you know, pop on the TV with whoever's live streaming. What I've found interesting is that there are artists who I know would pack theaters and were huge 10, 15, 20 years ago who had almost no online presence and they do a live stream because they're stuck in a room and there's four people there along with me. And then there's somebody else who couldn't bring in half as many people 10, 15, 20 years ago, but has been really active digitally. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people there every time they turn on their camera. Uh, and so it, it, it really, to me, kind of exposed that idea that there, it isn't just like, okay, once a year, I'm going to pop on. It really is an investment. But then again, it's like, is the payoff even worth it? I mean, uh, Mike, do you got a perspective on that at all? Well, I mean, look, I, this conversation turned drastically different than what I was expecting, which is one. Oh, uh, go back to the script. I'm sorry. I'm no, saying- no, 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 no. This is great. I think it's educational. I mean, you know, uh, the interesting thing to me, right? Like, I don't know, but there was a point in time that people were saying, well, you can't ever replace an album. A piece of vinyl with the artwork that goes along with it, with the, you know, the groove and the feel of the analog that was the only way for them to experience whatever they were experiencing, right? And that's because there was an idea of how that got ingrained to them when they were a certain age. And so to me, look, I agree. I don't think that we're going to, uh, in 2020, COVID or not, replace live shows with live streams. Um, I do think that there will continue to be emerging technologies that allow us to experience everything differently, right? Like as soon as I can, you know, interact, if I get into a VR where I'm not having to wear a headset necessarily, but, you know, RIP Google Glass, but wear something that's a little less ridiculous and I get to choose my own adventure in a set, right? Like I bought season tickets to a soccer team once and the most, the best thing about it was going down to figure out what seat I wanted to sit in, put on a pair of goggles and I could sit in any seat in the house and figure out what I was willing to pay based on that view. That was something that as a kid, I would have never thought was possible, right? How awesome would it be if Ash has got a new release by Palais Royale and, you know, go back to choose your own adventure books. Somehow through this video, I can choose whether or not I'm in the car with the band. I haven't seen the video, so I don't know if there's a car, but the promo shot looks good and there's a car there, you know, or I'm the singer of the band, right? So to me, there's so many things that are possible I don't know if any of these are in the works. I have to imagine that, you know, some of them are. So I don't know if that answers your question. Ultimately, uh, what I always try to do, right, is I'm hopeful that the industry will continue to adjust and adopt. I think, Paul, you are correct in the fact that things will get sped up, right? Unless, who knows what happens next? You know, Ash is talking about shows not happening because of laryngitis well they also some of them weren't happening because of you know terrorist attacks what happens if something crazy happens and it takes out the internet right we are in a very fortunate position that we're being asked to stay at home and i can sit here with you know two of my favorite people in the world and do this if i was forced to not be able to do that right because technology didn't exist or the internet went out and all of a sudden i'm back to doing something like reading books I might go crazy. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.